0: Welcome to the boys of the Golden Throne. Um, We've been on a bit of a hiatus because somebody had to do some large life-changing things.
1: Yes, yes, someone, I guess that would be me. (laughs) I now have something on my hand and it's very weighed down with commitment now, so... (laughs) Not like it wasn't before, but... (laughs) Yes, uh... Sorry for the bit of a delay, you know, I I took off and got married and had a little week and a half off work, which was not nearly enough, and partied way too much over the course of a week and a half, and got both me and my wife got super sick post-wedding, and then we had some technical difficulties of your mic breaking down, and now you're the one that's feeling sick. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a long road to recovery. But
0: I do want to say that I didn't get to do any of these lovely wedding ceremony things with the AJ.
1: I know. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked with the bachelor party, uh, not being able to make it. I know. But but there's you know. a
0: lovely picture out in the world now.
1: <laughs> I think there's a few there's terrible, a few pictures. terrible I'll pictures. I'll never
0: forget what John told me on the phone. Apparently it was my fault.
1: It was your fault?
0: It was my fault.
1: What? A, what part?
0: <laughs> uh, I guess I could say this on radio. It's just funny as hell. When I was talking to you guys on the phone.
1: I think we should probably edit that out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll just bleep <laughs> out that word
1: yeah okay that works yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it was it was it was good there was terrible pictures that were taken and i guess floated around to the internet and the podcast chat, which I sure uh, one day will come back to haunt me but oh, probably. uh but yeah, you know good times, good times <laughs> now trying to trying to get back to you know real life and Get back into the hobby, which I was thinking like I was like, oh man, I'm not going to have anything to talk about. But since coming back, and you know, I've actually got quite a bit done. So
0: yeah, I've done <wh-> fuck all.
1: Well, you've you've had a lot on your plate,
0: dear. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, but yeah. So what are we
1: here? What are we here to talk about other than me getting hitched?
0: Well, we're going to talk a little bit about our hobby progress, which AJ has just crushed beyond this time. Uh, I'm winning. Uh, I've done like life things, just not any like hobby things.
1: Well, you know, it's life things are good yeah. sometimes. Sometimes you know the hobby can't be our it's entire hard. life, yeah. and you, you gotta make hard choices and do adult things sometimes, as much yeah. as they can be painful.
0: So I did some good adulting. Um, That's Then good. we're gonna talk about this kind of episode with, I guess the the recent London GT pictures. Uh, about what, like, what terrain is, and what it means to you guys? Because it means a lot to us. It does, and we're just going to talk a kind of a, a bit more of a ramble, a turkey bowl like last time.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think you'll be drinking as much on this. This no. one is the turkey bowl, considering uh. <laughs> considering you're sick and all. But I I can try to make up for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, we've just kind of be talking about like what terrain means to us in a game, um, our thought train on how we would set up a table, uh, setting a table up for narrative play compared to competitive play. What's a good amount of terrain? What's a bad amount of terrain? Things like
1: that. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's a good thing to talk about. You know, I, it's sadly, I think the. You know, we I think we kid <laughs> about the London GT and a lot of stuff is being talked about. And I we're not gonna get into all that. But, you know, I I think I've said it multiple times on the show that the you know, your terrain, your board is super important. It's the third army, it's the army that you always use. If you have multiple armies, really your terrain means a lot. And it definitely means a lot for us putting on events and theming tables. So I think with the whole debacle of the 40k side of the London GT and their terrain or lack thereof, I think uh, it's a good topic to, you know, talk about something that's really important to us in, in this hobby. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, uh, and then we just got, we're going to talk about more updates on the Bot GT Royal Flush. Um, Oh yeah,
1: some good stuff.
0: Some good stuff, and then we'll be closing up the show like normal. All the hugs and
1: kisses. All the hugs and kisses.
0: Uh, So we will be right back with our lovely Sultry Voices. See you soon. back. We're going to uh, dive headfirst into the kiddie pool. Uh, talk about- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to start our hobby progress.
1: <laughs> oh, I wasn't ready for that.
0: <laughs> you talk about you don't dive headfirst into children's pools?
1: <laughs> no, I can't say that I've done that. Uh, uh, yeah. You, I guess, is a is something that you do. It's uh,
0: I've I've been known.
1: You've be been known to take a plunge. Take
0: a plunge. Like a plunge.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that might explain a few things. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how are we going to do this? You want to go first? I yeah, I,
0: I go first. I don't got a whole right. lot. So, um, so my poppy poppy crop. Crab- Pff- I'm to try that I'm over again. Too many kiddie pools, and I can't speak words. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so my hobby progress. Um, I just finished up some commissions, so I'm all. I literally won't be. I don't have anything right now. Okay. I'll be finishing off. I'll be getting some more like this
1: week and next week. So, did you? Does that mean you've built everything for Maddie?
0: Uh, everything's built for, for him and it's been primed and he's just, oh, yeah. so he, what we're going to do is we're going to like change it up a bit and he's going to come with me and we're going to base good everything so he can do it by himself. Ah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And just can do some paint consulting and yeah, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I got yeah. a lot of the
0: other commissions done. Like I had a rust job cause my buddy was going to lock and load for,
1: sorry, you had a, you had a, what? A, a, a rust job. A rust is job. That, yeah. Is that like uh is that with the. The kids are calling just it like now. The rusty you trombone. Or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just doing weathering to to something? Or...
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, a rush job, but I can't. Oh, a
1: rush. I thought you said rust. No, but I'm sick, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay? <laughs> but
0: uh, so I had to paint up some uh, trolls for Roll Machine and Hordes for him, like, maybe like a week before he had to leave for Seattle for a three-day event. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I got that... those done. I got... A bunch of other stuff done. Uh I started painting the metallics on my Emperor's Children.
1: Ooh. So that went cool. Um and then, Like on the on the everything, you're just running everything. through it all? Yeah. Using the airbrush or
0: no, just hand brushing it on. Just okay. because there's not a ton of metallics. Like yeah. um and I didn't want to go over the pink with the metallics and have to redo it. Right. Okay. Just, cool. Um and then so with my life changes and now my house is my own, I've been having to like reorganize and reassess what's everything in it. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot of adulting and doing a massive purge of stuff in my house.
1: Sweet. It must feel good though.
0: It does feel pretty good. Uh, I'm just not here enough to get it all fully done. Mm. (laughs) So, but I'm I'm really close. Uh, And then I started liquidating my extra hobby stuff because I was going through my closets and like I had a ton of board games that I just don't play. Like like most of them I hadn't played in like a year and a half. Right. Um. So I gave all those away. Um. I could have sold. Gave or sold. I gave them away. Oh wow! Well, okay, sounded like it was gonna be too much effort, and I just want <laughs> yeah. to get—I just want to get rid of them. Yep. So I gave, gave away a bunch of my board games. I gave away some of my cool. other game system games. I purged quite a bit of stuff. So now all I have left is one forty k army, and Which is, my emperor's children.
1: Is that the Necrons? Then you yes,
0: kept the. Oh no! I have two. I still have two because I left left one in the case. I have Crimson Fists. And then... Ah, uh, yes. Necrons. Okay, yeah. Cool. And then I have my Emperor's Children, and everything else has been purged.
1: Right on. So
0: no more extra game systems, no nothing like that. Um,
1: it's good. You can focus on what really matters in life, <laughs> and that's heresy.
0: Exactly. Um, but it has made a lot more room, and so that it should be nice. Cool. Uh, and then I've just been a bad Teo because I really haven't gotten any personal hobbying done. I've just been so busy. Well,
1: it happens, man. Like I don't know, get into for me. It's always about flow, right? You yeah. get like a a good flow going, and then that you know.
0: Well, I'm working with like the. Like I had to pick up a second job just to like make sure that I, I'm. Tr- no one ever wants to just be playing, doing paycheck to paycheck. So no. I got a second job to kind of just boost with that. But now I'm working like sixty-hour work weeks. <laughs>
1: yeah. That- Catches up on you. It
0: catches up. That's why I'm sick right now, because uh, I tried to party with a bunch
1: of 20-year-olds. Well, that's not the first time you've tried to do that. But. <laughs> well, in my defense,
0: they can't party as hard as I can, but they recover <laughs> way faster than
1: I do. This is true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the hangovers just keep getting worse as I, it every year I, progresses.
0: I the hangover, because I was just drinking vodkas and waters. Mm-hmm. Nice and simple. Nothing crazy. But then... But I woke up, and I was a little hungover. But then throughout the day, I was like, "My, I'm getting weaker and weaker, and my head is getting – I'm just getting sweatier and sweatier. I was like, this isn't a hangover. And I took my
1: temperature, and it was like 104, which is not healthy. <laughs> got to stop. It's probably all those uh, teenies that you're drinking. <laughs> Taking Burt Reynolds shots. Oh, birdie r's, man. Birdie r's, yeah. Oh, I've had, yeah, I had a blackout night from birdie r's one oh, year. That for sounds my like birthday. the
0: worst hangover ever.
1: Oh yeah, that's like nothing. It's but you might as well just like fill up a a shot glass with of sugar and just throw yeah. that back with like some vodka. The, of the day.
0: <laughs> um, and then I guess it was my birthday in the last time since we last recorded. It
1: has been, yeah, one year older. One year older, one year wiser. I don't know, but wiser. Well, maybe next year. That maybe will come. next year. I think next yeah. year we'll uh, But I did. <laughs> I did start
0: some new things that could be really cool. Um. So hopefully, this will all pan out, and uh, I could become an entrepreneur.
1: Yes, I'm yeah. stoked. For that. Secret news, but secret news. Hopefully, something will. I already come started. Bad.
0: I already started work on that stuff
1: too. That's why. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you've got two jobs plus that <laughs> secret venture. Plus, the I'm excited because that secret venture could in in some ways ref- help out our. It
0: will completely.
1: Our, it will it will come into our hobby life.
0: It will definitely come into our hobby life. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of all I got done. Um, oh, I did get some more planning done on my custom table. Oh, sweet yeah yeah so uh I was originally just using it like paint, but then uh, I started using the blender tool. it's like a 3d uh, 3d animation tool. okay uh, it's like a program and so I, I was able to do it like as like a 3d image. so then I was just using that like I didn't save it, but what it did was give me the concepts of how the trench should look on the table. So they're actually going to look like proper like World War One trench systems, where it has the <coughs> well, one edge down, which will fit a space marine base, and there's mm-hmm. another edge further down, which you
1: can fit yeah, a dreadnought base. The drainage trench. Yeah. You've got the the walking trench and then the drainage trench. Below yeah. So it. the
0: drainage trench will actually be able to fit a dreadnought. Oh wow! Yeah. That's oh, how i going to do is, it. So it's going to be big dope. trenches, but. Could you imagine being a freaking dude and you're, like, looking down the trench and a Dreadnought, like a Contemporary Dreadnought is just barreling towards you? Yep. Good thing I wore my bram pants to this (laughs) battle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, I did do some new hobby progress with the new things. Um, I want to start a second army, but I didn't want to do another Legion again. So I'm going to do a militia army.
1: Yeah, you were talking about this. So, So, like... Tell the listeners what you're thinking because so, I like I've never heard this combo. So I'm before. gonna do
0: the, the the provinces of war that give you the Alchem the jackers which give you stubborn, and the guys can take rage for points, and then the other one that makes them have the six plus invulnerable save. So my so they're, they're they're cyber augmented. So my plan is to be like they're they were the fighting force on chemos before Space Marines arrived. So they're okay. Because chemos is like the the air is not breathable properly. Breathable, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have all of the they'll have to have like the chem masks. Okay. But because it's an industrial industrialized planet, I'm assuming lots of them have had cut limbs or like yep. uh, industry accidents. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a <laughs> bunch of replacement like limbs and hands and arms and shit like that for the robotic cyber augmentation. Um, and with them being stubborn. Uh, that makes sense because they're always fighting in closed spaces and things like that. You can't just like flee it at a moment's notice because there's sometimes there's nowhere to run. Yep. And the the rage is that they're just disgruntled. <laughs> but I've already been looking online, so I can't I think it's Cromlek. They have like guardsman size uh limb replacements. Yep. And then I'm gonna go with the Forge World Cadian hostile environment kits.
1: Okay. And mix uh- those two. Have you looked at um, any secret weapon head swaps? Because they've got a whole bunch of gas masks. I, I looked War- at
0: it, but when I was looking at the Forge World one, I looked at the Canadian, the Canadian hostile environment command squad. Okay. And that guy that with the Power Fist. I don't just if you've seen him before.
1: No, I'm gonna have to look him up here. But keep talking.
0: So he just looks just awesome, and like people were always like, oh, I want to do Krieg." I was like, "I didn't, I didn't want to do Krieg." Yeah, it's like the well, models are cool, but I kind of want to keep my cost down, like an iota. Yeah, because <laughs> if I don't know if you've ever seen the cost of buying a uh, Death Corps of Krieg army.
1: Oh, it's insane! It's, insane. <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's insane.
0: Yeah, um, and so that's kind of like the plan. So the plan is going to be with the army. It's going to be based around a lot of. Uh, uh, infantry, and I'm gonna do a lot of shotguns and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, sexy. Yeah. Okay. So there's the. Here's, I got a link to it. I sent it to you. Hit me gonna, up. You're gonna poop yourself.
1: Oh, I already have. Uh, what? I mean, um, what?
0: How do I? There it is.
1: Okay. What? Okay. Well, um,
0: I gotta figure out how to send a picture to
1: AJ or message to aj i got it i got it this is great radio <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so that was my plan so i mean it's going to be like big blob. Oh, you
1: just actually sent me a screenshot of both of us on skype together <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, so that's not really that helpful yes. but you know maybe next time <laughs> Here, one sec.
0: and then so that was the plan and then i was going to incorporate some go pick up some skatari bits
1: yeah totally okay uh,
0: to do like uh the grenadier uh, grenadier squad so they just look like they've been augmented a little bit more
1: how about this you can just have all of mine because i bought i got th- one of the like ranger boxes or whatever what and, and stuff? but i got the hoplites, right so you, i've got all the backpats the heads and the guns and arms so yeah, if you want to use those oh yeah oh dude yeah huh. guess what what I have this. You have this? I have this command squad. Why? I randomly got, like, bought something on eBay. Definitely was a recast. But, you know, I found that out later (laughs) once I actually had it in hand. But there is this, like, I guess the guy mixed up the bits. And I'm pretty sure there's this whole uh, setup, I believe, in it. So, yeah, I'll double check and you can just have this. That'd be sweet. You might need you might need to get more, but <laughs> oh yeah, I do. <laughs> At least but, uh, there's one there for you.
0: So that's what I was going to start with is is that, and I'm going to mix it so I can buy some like General GW stuff as well. Support your yeah, local okay. store as much as you can. But I think
1: just to you. Well, good. then you can get those start start collecting or even one of those army boxes to get a whole bunch of militia or like uh, Cadian troops, yeah, right? And
0: then you just have to buy all the the full masks.
1: And those those like boxes are seriously good deals. They're
0: seriously good deals. And so I was looking through, and then, like, I was even looking on Forge World for um, the da, 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 the veterans pack for Cadians. Okay, yeah. And they look badass, like, super badass.
1: Sweet. So, like, that's that's going to be awesome, like, just to, to have, you're just going to go mad troops. So, like mad tro- so t-
0: I am going to have three tanks. Okay, they're all gonna be Malkadors because they're heavy support slots. <laughs>
1: awesome, so, dude! You could even can they take a Stormlord? They can. Mm, that's... Oh
0: no, not the Stormlord. The other one they could take a Baneblade and something else.
1: Okay, yeah, the Stormlord is the one with the Gatling and can fit like forty. no,
0: no. no. So yeah,
1: troops or whatever.
0: If you if ever you look at the Canadian hardened veterans with shotguns upgrades, there's gonna be a squad with just pure shotguns, just because of I think it's
1: hilarious. But by a squad, how many dudes is that for a militia? Like twenty. Twenty? Yeah. 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 I just can't wait to see an army like like I would be terrified to face something like that with my mechanicum. Just so yeah. many bodies, so many wounds to get through, don't have enough big blasts that can take them out, even with two Thannies. Right? Yeah, like, you're
0: I'm like, oh cool, <coughs> you're killing eight dudes. Like <laughs> Yeah, way to
1: go. You just wasted like a Thanatar shot on that.
0: And we're back because of technical difficulties of my cumbersome arms. Yes, you
1: all—you all missed the struggles of Dayo. Stru- <laughs> my life struggles. <laughs> well, um, going, getting back on track. Yeah, getting back just, on
0: track. So, like the militia life. Um, yeah, the plan is so. Apparently, AJ has the stuff, which is hilarious. And then, well, um, I have
1: I have five of the guys for you. That's like the start. That was the
0: model that was like gave me the militia boner to do it.
1: Excellent. Um, Well, I'm glad to to help out in this new venture. It's gonna be awesome to have like militia and have like a you know a mass uh, troop army. I'm gonna be terrified. I'm gonna have to totally, you know, start thinking about this before you're able to. How many troops do you think in this list for like uh, 3,000 points?
0: 3,000 points. Because
1: that's our meta OG. Yeah. You haven't given it that much thought then. <laughs> it's going to be like over 100 though for 160
0: sure. 160
1: models? Yeah, that's a lot of yeah. troops.
0: Well, because so it also has 10 Sentinels in the army. Because <laughs> Sentinels with autocannons and hunter-killer mi- missiles are like 45 points each.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of shots. It's,
0: yeah, so I have two five man squads that can outflank if they want.
1: Sweet man. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll just be it'll be cool to have something you know totally different thrown into uh, into the meta. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to do it. I just haven't been able to settle on what kind of models I would use. So I don't know. Maybe I would go with the you know the the Santa gas mask. Um, yeah,
0: you could do like say, <laughs> that. Would be your first, hair, uh, her- your first, um, evil
1: army. Uh, no, well, uh, my my um, Alpha Legion are definitely gonna be evil. I, I they can like swing both ways.
0: Evil army.
1: Evil, but... evil. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe use some of those plague plague ogres from forge world and
0: yeah because they have like the uh, heretic and renegade sets too
1: yeah totally which look really really cool. going down it's just that going down that road like i have so many projects that i have to finish before that oh, but, yeah 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 <laughs> but it's just that is um like the way that you're doing is definitely a cheap like a pretty cheap way of approaching it like i don't know if this got cut off or not but those box deals are Really great from games workshop, so they are, you know i, I only wish my... we had those when we first started our, oh, I know. our, army, but um it you know that you're getting a lot of troops and it's an easy way to go in, no matter which way I've looked at building a militia army or you know it's just it the price has been just well it's nope, just can't. Little, yeah. <laughs> can't do that that's gonna be like think of buying like a hundred and you know twenty resin head swaps that's a a lot of money (laughs) just right there so um i don't know one day day. when we have all the monies
0: all the monies yeah so that's gonna be my that's my goal so i I was just looking at the cadian defense force box
1: how much is it canadian 200 yeah and that's like a full army basically isn't it it's a two like two two twenty
0: two ten-man squads a command squad a chimera a and three heavy
1: weapons yeah that's dope that's yeah. a great star for that price oh yeah oh get the get the emperor's children painted first and oh, then yeah. get into uh a future venture the future venture oh
0: imagine yeah. playing centurion against that
1: i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> moving right along <laughs> yeah.
0: so uh aj what have you been doing
1: Um, Well, speaking of like future ventures, I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of Alpha Legion stuff. So um, other than getting married and doing all the hobby, if you want to call it hobby work (laughs) involved in that. um, I got that done, but uh, and have a a nice ring to to show for it. Um, But I've built the last five Tartarists terminators which i got from you good sir and um then so that's all of the infantry is now all built for the alpha legion i've primed everything or sorry i've base coated everything and then started messing around with the tamias and doing like basically i i've been using vallejo steel to give everything um a little bit of a Zenithal like base coat, basically, on top of the black, and then I've been starting to mess around with the Tamias, which have been really like tricky to get used to shooting oh, that through yeah. the airbrush and like finding the right consistency, mixing it with thinner because you need to mix it down because it's super gummy. It's got like the gloss, you know, finish within it, so it's taken to actually do the base coat and find the fur, like that level of blue that I'm happy with in contrast with the steel has been really difficult. So after trying to do, like I sprayed a 10 man squad, didn't like the blue, resprayed it silver to start again. (laughs) And then I've done like the entire army and I'm still not totally happy with it. Like I haven't, Added any of the green yet? But you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm, I'm not confident yet in in how the Tamias react through the airbrush and just finding that that sweet spot. So after all that, I've decided I'm going to paint Alpha Legion at the course at the CK Studios course, which is less than a week away, which I'm super stoked for. Um, so I'm going to do that. I've I've built the dreadnought with um, a grav in his fist and an assault cannon, and that's the Alpha Legion specific dreadnought. And I've built a Leviathan with a Melta and a Snippy Claw, and I'm going to take both of those to the CK Studio course. So going to work with Kalis and like get some of his feedback on how to do use the glosses, and hopefully after coming out of CK Studios I'll have me hopefully at least one or maybe even two almost completed um, high quality dreads coming out of that. And then I, I plan on just hitting hitting the ground running immediately trying to do all of the the troops like in the evenings after the course. Um, just that that was my one downfall for last year is not carrying through and you know, using the skills I just picked up right away. So really excited for that. Um, basically now everything is done except for the drop pods. And I've scraped and washed three of the dread claws. Got three more to go. And then I've scraped the, um, the dreadnought drop pod. So all of that's going to be a huge pain. <laughs> but everything else of the army is, um, is built um, I'm not too sure. Did I mention that I bought Alfarius and picked him up? No, you did not. Yeah, so I have bought my first Primark, and Jeremy placed that in an order, and then it went to Eric, and then I got it from Eric. So it's already touched the hands of a few local gamers here. Hopefully, uh, if it gets cursed, I'm going to blame Jeremy 100%. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm keeping him just in the box, waiting to at least get the, the base code skills down. And then I'm super eager to get him built and start working on them. So I'm just going to do your methodology or I'm going to try to, and just try to do everything at once, at least for all the troops. And mm-hmm. then I'll slowly build all the dread, claw, or all the dread claws in the drop pod, and then do all of those in, in one go and try to do it that way. So, yeah, really have gotten a lot of progress really on um on the army and I'm also to the CK studio course going to bring a couple of the bases the secret weapon or sorry, no dragonford ba- bases that I've got for the army to talk to Cat and Caleb about um colors and just like contrasting getting some ideas that will work with those bases with the Alpha Legion so Super stoked to have them up. Um, I've been doing a whole bunch of shopping for the class, just helping Cat uh, and Caleb get some supplies ready. So picking up like toilet paper and rubbing alcohol and puppy pee pads, which are not something usually on my grocery list, but uh, yeah, doing a bunch of running around with that. And then um, just this past weekend, John and I got together to do a bunch of planning for the Royal Flush. So doing a lot of um, organizing of just like the terrain and going through what's going on what board, working out missions specifically. Every single table is going to have a specific mission and either it will be obviously Zone Mortalis, 3,000 points or Centurion. Some of the uh, 3,000 point boards will be able to be Centurion as well if the players want to do that. And yeah, it just like got me super fired up about the event and like just going through how the points of interest are going to work, what we're going to use for like markers for the points of interest. And um, yeah, just like going through pride support and we've got, uh, we actually have a, a new sponsor, but I'm going to save that for our bot, our bot GT Royal flesh update after this. Um, but yeah, just getting super stoked for the event, man, we're like less than, 60 days, I think, right now, or about two months out, and I can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, lots of uh, work on that. We've also got like of the narrative almost ready to go. So, I think we're going to maybe see about doing um, like a little narrative, small, quick episode, little bot GT update a little bit closer to the event. And, um, maybe see if we can get someone to read out our uh, our narrative and get everyone going for the event, just like John and I and you are. So, yeah, I'm really stoked for it. And uh, other than that, I've just still – my reading has gone downhill since Germany because I'm not taking the bus and not reading on the bus anymore. So still reading Arrow, but I've got like maybe like a third – Maybe a quarter left of the book uh left, and liking it so far for sure, you can kinda tell that it's been stitched together from well, you can definitely tell that it's been stitched together from all the audiobooks, and I think they've just written a couple little bridge sections to go in between them, but uh I'm liking it, definitely filling in the blanks, figuring out um about Lokin's return and stuff like that, so uh enjoying that and then my last thing here is i finally pulled the trigger and pulled out my eldar army and my um chaos uh, marine army and my dark angels and took photos of everything and trying to sell them so i actually might uh um maybe i'll throw some pictures up on the on the site, on the Facebook site. And if anyone's interested in a Nurgle chaos army or, um, a Neand Wraith army, I've selling my revenant night Titan as well with battle foam, all that kind of good stuff. So trying to, you know, sell it off, but I'm also, you know, I've spent a lot of time on, on the elder army. The chaos army is painted by blue table painting. So I'm trying, is specifically, the Eldar army because it's got all custom battle foam in a battle foam big case for it. Like, I don't really want to piecemeal that off and just want to try to sell it as a whole. But we'll see how it goes. You know, maybe that will fund a future ZM table. Excuse me. Yeah. So, it's just time. You know, like I, I haven't used any of this stuff in forever and really have no desire to. You know, start playing forty k and use those armies. So heresy for life.
0: Heresy, heresy for life. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, it's funny because I was thinking about a ZM table the other day, and with the new, I guess the, my my future, if it goes as fruitfully as I want, I definitely want to buy myself a ZM table as a gift to myself. Oh man,
1: there you're. You're. You think you want one now? Just wait until Richard brings one up for the flush, and you yeah. and you get to play on one of those it is like it's like you can't go back after that man oh I, didn't,
0: I don't think i didn't think so like
1: yeah it's they're they're insane and i think just start i would just buy they have that that deal or that bundle of stuff for the 4x4 and it comes with a whole bunch of doors i would just do that to start it's like yeah. 700 bucks canadian the
0: uh, it's a lot field network yeah
1: I would do it, man. I think that's where I would start and see how much the shipping to Canada, even that it's free, the duty on that thing is going to be crazy because oh. it's going to be like a shipping pallet <laughs> that arrives on your doorstep, but yeah. Um, I yeah, one day it will be mine. How oh it, yes. Yeah, I wonder it will.
0: why like that stupid Canadian duty.
1: <laughs> you said duty. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I guess that's kind of all of our hobby progress as of late.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, I can't really. Hopefully, you know, we'll have lots. uh, We will have lots after this weekend. Yeah. This coming weekend. CK Studios for two days. Airbrush like eight hours a day. I can't wait. Can't wait. We're all going to be wrecked by Sunday.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm already wrecked. This is terrible.
1: (laughs) Well, you got to take some. Take some emergency boosters, Mm. get some Neocitrin in you.
0: I'll be going to bed at like 7.30 each night.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're approaching your bedtime, so we better move on to uh, the main segment here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we'll be back.
1: Our tutor who art in Nottingham, Duncan, be thy name. Our Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth. On plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip. And forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies. Lead us not into math hammer. But fully closed armies. All praise Nalnoil. And
0: welcome back. We are back from our hobby life uh, where we had the technical difficulties and we sounded like silly goosebumps What
1: do you mean back? We basically never leave.
0: Well they don't know that. We (laughs) could go to shit or
1: something. Oh yeah, sorry Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you
0: that My daughter invented a great drinking game that involves her dice
1: I love how your How how old is your daughter, Tim? Eight. Eight
0: Like, it could be adapted to a drinking game but she called it Clogging the Toilet (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Uh, okay the whole game is based because the toilet is the six the whole game is based around like in her mind it was you got to put things in the toilet but every time you roll the toilet you got to flush it and if it's too full you've clogged the toilet and lost
1: oh yes i like this game but
0: so i adapted it into a drinking game where you have like a cup And then a shot glass beside it. And then everyone's like sitting in a circle and you roll the dice on a one. You have to get somebody a drink on a two. You have to make a fart noise on a three. You have to make a pee dance on a four. You have to get two people a drink on a five. Someone gets you a drink on a six. You have to pour a bit of your drink into the shot glass and then the shot glass into the big drink.
1: I think we should set up a little area in in the Royal Flush to do this between games. You can be like. It'll be like a dice game in the corner.
0: Oh yeah, it's totally a dice <laughs> game, but the how how when you clog the toilet is if you're the last person to fill the cup. So you like put the last shot in, but if you fill it off, you have to chug the whole thing. Oh,
1: all right. Well, yeah. I have a feeling that John will probably get way into that game.
0: Cuz he loves clogging toilets.
1: <laughs> this is true. I didn't think about it in that <laughs> way, but <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Back.
0: John likes clogging toilets. So, yeah, I'll have to show you. It's pretty funny, though.
1: All right. Well.
0: Go Annabelle. So. Making fun games. Go
1: Annabelle, yes. Absolutely. We'll have to post those rules.
0: We will have to post <laughs> okay.
1: It's enough, too. Everyone will have their, get their bocce tea dice, too. Yeah. So it's just like, come up, play some dice games with John and Teo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, and so, All right. So, yeah. so, so terrain, terrain. So
0: yeah, like this is just kind of us talking about like the importance of terrain to us during a game, and like maybe we could talk about the progression of when you were like started playing miniature games to now about the importance oh, of terrain. Oh
1: God, the the dark. You want to talk about the dark times? Yeah. Of yeah. like on your coffee table with a couple books and, and a like cu- a Pringle <laughs> a, a Pringles can and maybe like a six pack of Coke for (laughs) a refinery.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those days. Okay, so we could do this interview style where I'll ask you the questions and then you ask me the same questions.
1: Indeed. All right. A a bit of a Q and A at the end. Okay. Q and (laughs) A. Shit. All right. So I have to take notes.
0: (laughs) Okay. So first of all, like, what does terrain media mean to you now?
1: To me now, it means it a hell of a lot. I think. Honestly, if I to me, it's like so much of the story that you're trying to tell, and maybe that's you know, it's because we're more, I guess, or at least I am, much more of a narrative-driven gamer, and um, you know, if it's to me, I'm not just rolling up to play a game like that's I'm not uh, because I'm more of a hobbyist, like game, I don't game as much, so I want it to be thematic. I want it to be visually striking so now it's a lot and i would say you know if you look at my what i've done over the last two years half of it has been working on terrain so it definitely means a lot to me now i guess maybe now that i have more disposable income (laughs) to be able to spend on terrain because it's not cheap um or it it can be not cheap but uh but yeah, it means a lot to me. It's it's just as as, in, as important as your painted army that you're throwing down on the table. How about you? Uh,
0: it's it's very important. I remember when I was younger, it wouldn't mean that a whole. And honestly, not even before Heresy did I care too too much. Mm-hmm. But I found when I started playing Heresy, um, because the games already look more thematic just from how the army from the army standpoint. Yeah. You don't, you really lack that in 40K, um, having that, like, I guess,
1: showmanship of, of an army. True, yep. Um,
0: but when I started playing heresy,
1: well, level, you can't, actually, that's not entirely true. You can definitely have a whole lot of showmanship with 40K. You,
0: I meant, like, but, as an army composition. Okay. Because, like, with yeah.
1: army composition, it makes it a
0: very different. Because with heresy or army composition, even if you're making a competitive army, it will naturally look like something more attuned to a proper army. Whereas in 40k, you can see an army that's, what, four greater demons and...
1: <laughs> I don't know. I can't talk about 40k anymore. Yeah, so, but either way, so <laughs> um,
0: terrain was super important. Like, terrain was important, but, like, I could play with crappy terrain. But now I have a really hard time playing without a full setup
1: table. Well, especially with our community, I think it's just the heresy community in general, that people do tend to spend a lot more time painting their armies um, or one just painting their armies but usually painting their armies to i find in in general a higher quality exactly. usually cuz you're not seeing a lot of fully painted armies locally for 40k from events exactly it inspires that you to do more exactly so you and you're sp- my my whole thing is like you're spending more money usually on average so you're you, uh, at least i'm tended to be like i'm going to spend more time on this
0: yeah and so there. So now, terrain is a huge component to my games because I could play a game that I've lost at, but if the game was fun because it looked super good, I yeah. don't care. Right.
1: Yeah. No. I. I definitely. Um, I think it's. It's. We've also entered this great time in the terrain oh, realm all the of the GW
0: thing. terrain that's coming out. Ugh.
1: The GW train is killing it. We're on the verge of a new drop of terrain of this new city train that we've seen in the kill team missions. Yeah. Which I was actually talking to um, our local GW guy Ryan, and he was saying that it's also going to be. I don't know if you've seen the AOS new terrain that's come out recently. It's great, but it's also snap fit. Yeah. So this and and that's modular. So this new city train supposedly is, it might be like that as well, which would be super cool to be able to, uh, to rearrange buildings. Like, you know, not that you're doing it with every piece, but, you know, make certain sections that you can snap together and stuff like that. So with all of that and with, um, you know, all of the MDF that's out there and there's just so many amazing terrain that you can get it. So at this point, I'm like, you Know in the with all those amazing options that there, people should just be
0: there's no excuse getting, now.
1: There's no excuse, yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: especially because they're like bundling terrain with models now, too.
1: Yeah, that's been interesting as well. Mm. That they've been usually throwing that in. That's actually like go, going back to the roots, like third edition, and I think the fourth edition box had that, yeah, like yeah. A, a piece of ruins in it. You know, not much, but at least it's something.
0: Yeah, and so they've been doing that a lot more, which I think is awesome. Uh, yeah, there's no excuse nowadays to not have a, a, at least a okay-looking table with the terrain.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: So I have a question for you now. Uh, with the progression of terrain, um, how do you feel about custom terrain, like building your own terrain?
1: I think it's totally viable. I think now with... I don't know if you've actually built any of the new Sector Mechanicus terrain, but it comes with so many bits and pieces. And to a large degree, the old terrain, like the old city terrain kits and stuff like that, usually came with a few odds and ends. And I find like if you take some of that stuff and just add some little GW bits and pieces to certain pieces of stuff lying around your house... Spray it down and give it a paint job, it looks great. You know, <laughs> like getting electrical bits and like spark plugs, and you know, you can still do that. I think it's just adding a little flair to it that just makes it pop a little bit, especially if you're trying to add something that's scratch built into a table that has G like GW highly detailed terrain. Because yeah. that's what I found is that. You know, I do have some MDF. I've got like some of the pop can refinery bits, uh, pieces of train, um, which I still state is my favorite piece of train, pieces of train I've ever built. Because there's nothing better than having to call up Matt Virgin and saying, <laughs> "Hey, Matty, let's build some train, but we got to drink a twelve pack first. You know, <laughs> that, that that just doesn't happen with plastic train. No, it doesn't. So. But the thing is, is that, you know, because GW terrain is so highly detailed, even if you don't paint all the detail, if you put MDF terrain on the same table as um, that terrain, it can look really weird. I do do it, like my desert refinery table is a mixture of the pop can MDF stuff with um, some of the GW city stuff, but I usually put it on like one set on one end of the table and another set on the other. So it's a little bit balanced. If you put the stuff side by side, I find that, you know, it looks a little bit wonky. If you have a table full of MDF stuff, it can look amazing, you know, just especially with airbrushing and, you know, quick, you can quickly do, you know, a quick paint job and it looked really good. So by doing just a two, color blends and stuff like that so um yeah I think you know it's um there's just amazing stuff out there to choose from so i I can't get enough of it I just need more storage space
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is the biggest thing about terrain is it takes up more storage than an army ever could
1: and then some yeah i'm I'm worried for the next bin of terrain that comes into my house. <laughs> I e the stuff that you're carrying <laughs> <have> <laughs> right now of mine, and it's not going to go well. It's not going to go not, well. At all. No, no. Um, yeah,
0: because I know I had to I because I gave because I gave a bunch of my train to Gilbert because he's been wanting to have games at So I was like, yeah. just take some of mine. I just want to get rid of it out of my house anyways, and like you're going to be coming to most of the events I go to anyways, so just make sure you bring it.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: But yeah. But yeah, um, what was I was going to say, God damn it
1: you lost it i've well, we oh i lost it. it a long time ago well okay so there there is the train side of things right And obviously there is all the amazing gw stuff there is amazing mdf stuff that's out there but also like the board and the mats yes it right we live in this amazing time now with mats where in the in the time that i've come into the hobby like i actually kickstarted the fat mat originally with um Frontline gaming and and table war, and now that's just become the standard. Like Thank at any you. event, that's the standard. You don't have a fat mat or or an FLG mat or a game mat EU or you know. There's many different versions out there. You know, you just kind of look like a hack. Like I remember the first kind of first events that you and I ran at other events you know, we'd be the only one, that was one of our goals. We're going to have fat mats on every single table. And our terrain is going to kill it. We're going to have more terrain and it's going to all be painted and themed and have them on fat mats. And a lot of the other game, like the bigger events, it costs obviously a lot more to buy tons of mats. But when it's just the felt mat, you know, the green felt across like a million tables, it just, it's not as like, it's not as dramatic. It's, it's not Ruined as scenic. my immersion, bro ruin my immersion, bro. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, with all these different options, especially if you're trying to get, if you're a tournament organizer or an, an event organizer that you can contact these people, they usually give you deals to be able to buy a whole bunch of mats with us. We've just like pretty much everyone in our community now owns a couple or at least the guys with tables, So we've, you know, through there, we've got enough to run a bunch of, you know, enough tables for 30. We've got 30 tables, right? I don't think they're all having fat mats because some of them are ZM and whatnot. But all of those tables are going to have mats. They're going to be themed. Like, that's a huge thing for us is, like, why do you want to come up? Why do you want to show up, or at least if you're maybe a competitive gamer, Maybe it doesn't matter as much to you, but for me to come to an event, and I've gone to events where you know, you just have all this mismatch of different terrain like, oh, there's some fantasy stuff, this is like some orc building, and there's a city, you know, piece of terrain over here, there like that just wrecks my immersion, brah. It does, <laughs> like, and you just don't care, yeah. Where I've like you know roll out to a board where the terrain suits the mat that it's on and and it's all painted in the same style and all fits together is amazing like i i remember if you remember the um those necron boards at the lvo Mm -hmm. those were amazing like I, i i when i first saw that mat Online, when it first came out, I was like, oh, well, I'd, I'd never buy this. Like, it's Necrons. I'm in 30K. They're all sleeping. When I saw that doubled with the Frontline Gaming MDF terrain painted to match the board, I was like, this is super cool. Like, you could just make whatever kind of fluff. Oh, yeah. Like a, a super high tech uh Xenos race, whatever. It could be Necrons. It's just they don't know yet. They're still sleeping. Um, super cool. Like when you get that themed approach, um, I just think that it elevates your, um, the table so much more. And that's now how I've gotten into planning new tables is I look at it as a whole package. Okay. What am I going to get? It's the same way I look at an army. (laughs) Funny enough, it goes back to what we were talking about, you know, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about painting armies. I totally look for the base for it, or not first, but base, check out what mats are available, and then start thinking about terrain and what kind of different kits am I going to do for it and trying to paint it all up all at once. Oh, yeah. Because then it's all fitting and tying together. When you start bringing it, oh, I'm going to buy a piece here, buy a piece there, you know, then your painting, if it's stretched out maybe by a couple of years, it starts to even if you, you try to paint it the same way it's not going to be the same so it's not going
0: to be the same exactly that's like i said you just when you you just have to do it that's why i do it all at once cuz you yeah.
1: don't lose that so there's you know that's at least how i've started to approach things like occasionally i just will do maybe a random purchase and like the crates, God, the crates, those g w crates that came in, even that they're bloody, expensive, they are some of the coolest things <laughs> out oh, yeah. there, in my opinion, you know, I've spent too much money on those, but uh just you know going with a theme, you can get things like a crate, and that could you can paint them up whichever way, and then they could interdisperse between a whole bunch of tables, but I really feel at least right now in my hobby career is by is thinking about themes and putting it all together into one package when you when i approach you know a new table project
0: oh 100 like um uh, especially with our new event we're having the citizen soldier award i'm really excited to see what people bring because those are going to be 100 percent themed tables to themselves mm-hmm. There's not going to be a discrepancy between them. So it's going to be really cool to see how that all comes out.
1: Yeah, I I got a sneak peek of Kalos' table, and wow, that's going to be amazing. And I'm excited to see uh, Ashton's, like, cave ZM board. And, yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to be cool to see all these different things um, represented and just... It makes them so much better because even I find like I have a style. <laughs> You'll definitely notice if you ever play on any of my city um, game uh, tables that I like to make big, usually awkward, using <laughs> awkward terrain. I like to go high detail. It's probably my architecture background. And they look great, but maybe they're not the best to play on. But I think my city table takes up like two totes. So I definitely, like, make buildings in a certain way. I have a certain style where everyone, I think, has a different style in how they approach terrain. Oh, completely. So it's not only is it... It's like army composition, where you might have someone that plays ultramarines, right? And you you have two guys that play ultramarines. They could have two completely different armies that play very differently from themselves, just like any old legion. It's the same way as if... If I started a city table and you started a city table, they'd be two totally different tables in the end. No matter, even if we were going for the same, like, you know, high density kind of ruin, you know, urban ruin, they would be two do- totally different tables in the end. So I really like that it's just another element to bring to events. And it's also to inspire people to make their own tables so that it just feeds more into the community right if it's it's just more lifeblood into into the gaming scene
0: um remember we were talking to david brains about how he sets up his
1: tables for oh you mean you're talking about the king of terrain
0: yeah is that who you're talking about yes (laughs) the
1: king of terrain yeah yeah mr brains yes mr brains
0: and it's really cool to see like that's another person who wants to see like the immersion is the biggest part.
1: Oh yeah, well David just takes it to a, a whole different level. Like, how many sieves do you have, bro, for fucking sorting rocks? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, what's your sieve game at? That's that's how David should just like approach talking to people about terrain. Yeah. How many sieves do you have? But yeah, he like that's taking it to a whole other level of adding. You know, not only just your plastic terrain or MDF terrain and your mat or game board that's you know full immersion using sand and rocks and elements of all of you know of the terrain to bring to make this fully unique you know experience game, yeah experience you know I it, part of me almost wish I hadn't have played a ZM game when I went to the 30k channel just so I could have had like a a, a brain's original um table yeah gaming surface but um yeah that's that's a man who knows terrain and and we need to get uh david komen back on on the cast yeah, to talk do. about um the that's first guy who's just... he is just makes all of us look just like chumps you know mm-hmm. and his and his prolific amount of of terrain that he builds. You, and a lot of that stuff, it looks like, I think a majority of his stuff is MDF. So, it is. Uh, you know, you'd just go bankrupt if you needed to do 30 tables in all G, no GW cost. stuff. <laughs> to, at least to the level that you and I want to do. Exactly. Um, but you, that's a
0: good segue to talking about what do you believe is a good amount of terrain on a table?
1: uh personally i like to go a lot a, as much as possible like to to a degree right um but i i always you know if i'm going to set up a city table i like really dense um stuff i like to i like to get as much as possible just because i like the more you know not just straight shoot 'em up kind of games but um I don't know. I I find like if I set up a table when a, me and John are playing a game here, I'll inevitably put way more terrain than John will. It just just especially if we we've been setting up like events together. Maybe yeah. it's to spread terrain out a little bit more. But I always feel like event at events, I always want more than what we have. Always, really.
0: That's funny. But then but funny. then I'll
1: stop when it's not themed together, right? It, I won't just throw throw stuff on a table to throw stuff on a table. Yeah. It needs to all fit together. But usually I'm like, yeah, this this could deal with usually it's more scatter terrain than big pieces of terrain. I think that's something that I need to work on more for my collection is more scatter stuff, even especially stuff that can be used on any
0: universal scatter terrain.
1: universal scatter terrain, which is why like the, uh, the shipping crates and stuff are so great. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, so
0: with the recent surgency from eighth edition 40 K and kind of taking terrain, a lot of almost out of the game. Um, unless it's like line of sight blocking, um, what do you feel is an accurate amount for a tournament? So as an organizer who has to bring all the terrain, do you have a magic number you're aiming for?
1: Fuck no. No, I I've always I've always done it by table, by like I always do it by table. That's how I've since I've gotten into running events, that's always been my approach. Um but I don't know if I'm the right person to ask that question, especially related to like when we tie kind of 40 K into it, because I just, that's not my jam. Like I'm more in, I I feel like, you know, let's take what we'll speak on the London GT briefly here. But I think that the heresy community lost its mind more than the 40 K community about, the tables at the 40k event in the london gt i think
0: it's because if we were going to something as big as that and we walked up to that we'd be pissed but
1: 100 i like i would i would be like fuck this noise right but that that's i like i want to make it sure everyone knows that was the 40k and greg dan our boy ran an amazing 30k event that had great terrain and mats and everything like that. Um, so, you know, it's not all of the London GT, but the, the 40 K side of it. Yeah. You know, having stuff that was basically foam, some foam, some of it painted, some of it not in like L shapes and walls to basically block line of sight. Like that is hundred percent breaking my immersion, bro. Um, and that's just not what I'm in for. Now, I've heard in the last few weeks that some people that are more, you know, competitive driven in the 40K scene actually didn't have issues with it because there was more, it was more stock standard and similar between different tables. Like, okay, it's got one big L line of sight blocking terrain, it's got four other, you know, medium sized pieces, blah, blah, blah. But that's just, you know that might be work for the competitive side that doesn't really work for what i want to do no so in in, but also put in in those even that i don't think that there's any excuse to have terrain like that as someone that's run an event and not we the biggest we're gonna run is our upcoming event of 30 people doing it for like I think it was two hundred plus people. Like I couldn't even imagine doing a hundred tables. No. right Couldn't and the storage and all that it's not something to like think about lightly, right? That would be the whole thing of us growing in in event size is about tables, right? And that would limit us, and we have got great people in our community that can bring tables. but and it's a huge it's a huge space commitment. It's a huge cost commitment. You know, it is another army that you're collecting and the painting time. So I can give them a little bit of maybe like as someone that's run it being like, oh, man, that (laughs) it's a lot of work and, you know, a lot of money and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you should never walk up to a board like that. No, not at all. So but I just found it very interesting. I think like our community reacted more and that's just because the nature of the the majority of the gamers in the in the heresy community are like, and that's that you know, if we rolled up to an event that we paid sixty dollars for and saw something like that, yeah, I'd be going and probably asking for my money back. Not to yeah. be a dick, but it's just that's uh not kind of the bill of goods that I was sold if I maybe paid twenty bucks for it or whatever, maybe. <laughs> maybe but
0: sixty, sixty, I, not, it was sixty pounds.
1: Was it sixty pounds? Yeah. I don't know what the price was. I was, j- I just threw out sixty for a random number. But
0: the standard is sixty bucks from what we've seen. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I just think, um, you know, if that's the the thing that I strive for. When we run events, is like terrain is a, a major thing for me. I spend a lot of time going through exactly what our tables are going to be like and have a mixture of different kinds of terrain. Like the thing that I would maybe want the most is you come for a five round tournament at one of our uh, or tournament events, <laughs> and you know come to one of our events and after 5 rounds you leave and you're like shit i didn't get to play on you know i you're played sad on five play on five uh, amazing boards and i didn't get to play on these other like you know five boards that looked amazing as well so you know it definitely means a lot a lot to me absolutely 100% um
0: and i think i think people need to take that in consideration more and more like uh, you know what i think i'm going to i'm going to throw down a gauntlet
1: for, efforts,
0: for every five hundred points you buy of an army, you should buy a terrain piece for.
1: I I think that's a good idea, and it's not only that; it's like to to it's a good break. If you're get if you're painting an army and you're like, oh, I, I don't want to paint the same like trim for the fiftieth time, or you're just feeling burned out, it's a perfect palate cleanser.
0: It is a very good cleanser. So so say if you're building a three thousand point army right now. If you want to join in on this, I'm going to do this now for my next army. For every 500 points I buy, I'm going to buy a terrain piece. But if you think about it, you'll have six terrain pieces for that army. And you can even theme those terrain pieces to the army.
1: Yeah, all you Imperial Fist players out there, Jeremy, who doesn't listen to this podcast.
0: (laughs) He doesn't? No. (laughs) No. But yeah, so I think that's a good, that'd be a good rule. Like for every 500 points you buy of an army, 40k or 30k or whatever you're playing. Or Sigmar. Sigmar. Buy a piece of terrain. They don't, and they don't even have to be expensive. Like there's like some cheap ones you can
1: buy. and I actually want to buy more of those um, crappy GW woods. Oh yeah. The little scraggle trees. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, more, I want to get like maybe two more of those for my trench table.
0: Yeah. I need to get some of the, uh, munitions things for my trench table.
1: The munition things. The mm-hmm.
0: mu- uh, armored containers.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I need a lot of, uh, cause they come with the scatter train as well, which I need a lot of.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They actually come with an amazing amount of scatter train that I, most of it for the stuff that I have so far, I've, um just glue it onto like the side. I usually put like city terrain on bases and just add like ammo crates that have been made into like barricades on like one of the tiers of a, of a building or um, just like some barrels around the side just to build up like the base a little bit. Um, But yeah, I've seen people with just a bunch of that stuff loose just to throw into piles on the board and it looks great. It does. I, I really need to do, more of that stuff. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So um yeah, just
0: everyone take consideration of your train a lot more and how it affects your game.
1: Um the setup as setup, well. I it doesn't need to be even, I found.
0: No, it doesn't. At it's, least
1: for the games that we're playing, because usually there's a theme behind them, but you know, the the You remember the uh, the way that maybe it was fifth edition or maybe even fourth, where you'd divide the table up into two by twos and roll. Was it a d three?
0: Yeah,
1: or maybe it was a d six. I don't know for each one, and that's how many pieces of train you'd put down. Like you can do that, or you can. But I like to like you know like the desert refinery table that I was saying before. That's one that definitely one side of it, usually the refinery side. Because I put all of the refinery, MDF, pop can stuff on one side. And then I have like two buildings, um, one very large city building and one small city building. And then put like maybe a couple of the containers around. And usually the refinery side is a lot more dense. Definitely has more line blocking terrain and stuff like that. But that's just kind of... But
0: well, that's logical in how like you would set up a table like they would set up a proper area.
1: Exactly. Like maybe it's just the anal you know, architect planner brain that I have, but yeah, you know, I'm, th- how am I going to design this city or how am I going to, you know, maybe if it's like a wooded land, then that can be more random or, you know, some sort of xenofauna or something like that. Um, which actually, you know, that Eldar death world stuff. Yeah. That came out a little while ago. I actually saw some of that stuff in Stuttgart painted like not in crazy psychedelics i've just taken acid and looked at some yeah, yeah. gw train it actually looks pretty good but you know it it depends on the terrain that you're doing if you have something that's like organic then yeah it's going to be more scattered and and displaced but if you are doing you know some human settlement well there's going to be some sort of order to it like At least that's the way that my my brain thinks, which is one of the reasons why sometimes I get a little bit hung up on some of the mats, specifically like the original city fat mat is because it's so rigid in terms of. I've got a couple, two main roads, the roads going are down. Here, the
0: roads are here, you can only build sit table a certain way. Yeah,
1: my my mind can't put a building in the middle of a road. <laughs> I just can't ring myself to do it. But having the scatter so. terrain
0: can kind of fix that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But right now, that's one thing I'm lacking in. So, yeah. But it, the thing, even with the scatter terrain, it just, I find that when I set that board up, and it is the first mat that I ever had. And thus, I've played the most games on it. But I feel like I set the mat up, or the board up in a, the same way, or a yeah, very yeah. similar way. That's the problem I'm so, having with
0: the mat I have right now. That's why I wanted to do that trench board.
1: Right. Yeah. And to have it like a little bit modular, right? So yeah. you can move it about. And I think, yeah, that's why I like some of the other, I find that, you know, since I got the desert kind of one that one's a little bit more organic but it still has like this ravine running down in the center and so i usually still end up stacking it one side or the other but that works out with the theme that i've gone with so i don't know it's uh it's all like organic you just gotta figure you know what's your it's all mind flow of what makes sense i find mind flow mind flow Mm -hmm. You gotta brainstorm that stuff, just like you'd any old army. Oh yeah. How how many how many hours do we put into making up some army list that we're gonna set off on some you know super new venture? A lot of time, at least in my my case, a lot of uh, what is it? Uh, Your toilet tinker time? Uh, Stinker tinker. Stinker tinker time. So, yeah, I I think I tried to think about it <laughs> just as much as I think about armies. Mm. 100%. Um,
0: I think that was a great talk. I definitely want to do this again when we get, like, David and even Brains on and just talk about terrain for, like, two hours.
1: Oh, man. We could, yeah. Think of We should just get, we should figure out a time to get both of them on. Yeah. And then. You and I can just sit back. <laughs> <laughs> just we just let them. We just let them like hammer back of their two different approaches and just yeah. Take notes. Take notes.
0: Yeah, no, that's I. Yeah, we should totally do that. That's that's we're calling you guys out. We need to get you guys on here.
1: <laughs> well, I know, like David. David's already down. Oh yeah, so <laughs> David's always down. I got David. To both for, Davids. But bo- yeah. Oh The man. Davids. The Davids. And there, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we have to change our name to David, both of us, <laughs> no. and then that will make us better trained yeah. people. I don't think it will, but maybe think. it's not that easy. But it is a common thread. It is a common thread. Mm, I wonder if their middle names are the same. That maybe. would just be too crazy. That would be crazy. <sighs> I, don't I don't know. Set off a and a, <laughs> a, <damage laughs> a set set off a, a cross cross pawn. Romance. Oh. <laughs> we do that. We have done that. We have done that. It has been known to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, no, definitely. I think we need to get uh, – at least I'd love to get David on uh, – maybe then we'll try to get David on the next uh, cast to give us a little rundown about hubris in Act yeah, 1. Totally. I want to hear about all of the terrain goodiness. So – yeah, I think we should do another ramble. I'd like to get John's two cents too. I think it, good ramble episodes are are needed every once in a while. We you know, I we can't be so regimented <laughs> in our approach. We're not that regimented, not are that we? That <laughs> <from that
0: one. laughs> okay. We'll be back with uh, our bot GT update and uh the outro. A little uh, And we're back. We're just—you guys just finished talking about the terrain, life, and us throwing the gauntlet down to uh, David and David's, the Davids.
1: I think you're misfiring. Am you I? just said, you just said, yeah. We just got back from you guys talking about terrain. <laughs> are you talking about you and me, or me and our listeners? Uh, me and you and our listeners. Oh, I like it all. Yeah. both. Excellent. All right. Well, we are back. For another Bo Tigata Royal Flush update. So once again, Royal Flush happening September 8th and 9th. We have three spots available. So we've got 27 players so far. Can't wait. I'm pretty sure we're gonna sell this one out. We still got Richard and Shane that still haven't got tickets calling it, calling you guys out right now. Um, so yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna do it. So Yes, we have some wonderful sponsors, including a new sponsor this week. But I'm happy to announce that Tagged Events is going to be helping us out. We They've given us a bunch of Velcro patches to give out to the winning team. So traders or loyalists, one of those teams is going to be walking away with some sweet uh, Velcro patches to throw onto their Carrying cases and whatnot, so really stoked to have them involved. Um, you know, we've been getting dog tags from them for a while, so they're also getting dog tags. Everyone at the event, and uh, yeah, super stoked to have them involved. Uh, we've got war games terrain. They've got our the twenty percent coupon or discount code available to all ticket holders up until August twentieth. So. If you want to take advantage of that uh, Wicked deal that they're hooking us up with, uh, get your ticket now. And uh, they're also helping us out with some extra prize support. So glad to have them involved. We've got Cromleck involved, helping us out with some painting prizes. We've got powerful David Komen helping. I did say it right. Komen. Yes, I did. I, I did. always get stuck up on it. I, I need to stop. Um Helping us out with uh, from Invested Painting and the Taking of Furix Fi- campaign uh, event series, we got Secret Weapon Miniatures. We've got Everything Games here locally. We've got Rain City Hobbies helping us out. We've got Dragon Forge Miniatures, the Thirty K Channel. So many, so many friends. So many friends. So um, we also have the citizen soldiers. Uh, those are people that are bringing tables to the event and helping us out. We have one spot available. So if anyone wants to help us out with bringing one more table, uh, just shoot us a PM and that would we can get you on the registry for that. We've got the flea market happening. So bring your stuff to swap and sell. We've got the social event happening that night on September 8th at the Canoe Club. And oh, I guess this is a good time to talk about it. The bot GT FAQ. So, day we're recording this, the new FAQ dropped. Thank you, Forge World. Yes. <laughs> I haven't dived into it. I don't care. It's amazing that they put it out. I've seen online that they've made a few changes, which is great. We're going to have to spend a little bit of the time digesting it, but um, it's going to be official at the event. I can say that for sure. How that affects the bot T faq we will have to see and maybe these just uh totally sub those out so we'll just have to uh we will give you guys an update on that on the next show um but uh yeah that's about it for the bot T update we're gonna you know we got the uh, the narrative written out i'm really stoked two months out it's gonna be a blast. I can't wait to get in that space. It'll be our first hopefully of many events in this uh awesome space of the Legion. Enjoy some beverages while we game and uh, you know, just meet good dudes. Dudes so, looking for dudes. Dudes looking for dudes. Yeah, we've I've I found one dude at, you know, at an event a couple years ago. <laughs> Now I do a podcast with them. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. That could be you. you who knows? Um, so for the rest of the close out of the show, we, um, we've got the fight against DMD, a.k.a. the Titan Raffle. So our good friends at the Varangian Vir- Heresy podcast doing the charity against the fight against DMD. Amazing thing to help out. Both Teo and I, have we, we got tickets. We, we got money in this game. It's $35 a ticket. You know, you can win a knight, you could win a reaver, a warhound, uh no, I think it's two reavers and a warlord. Yeah. I should know this. Anyway, you could win 35 bucks, you could win a warlord titan. And if you don't, you're helping out an amazing cause. So yes. uh help out on that. They're we're trying to reach a, a higher goal than last year. And to help this out, we've got the DMD Telethon, which me, uh, Teo, and John are going to be doing. It's going to be a live event on July 28th. And I believe that we will be on from 4.30 Pacific Standard Time till 5.30. So I'm excited. We're right after Greg Dan. So I think maybe we'll have to like sneak on right before Greg's off the air just to pounce on him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just
1: to hear I just want to hear him speak. Oh yeah. More than I already do listening murmadins. to his podcast. I just want him to say that and just like we can loop it. And that can be like a a a little inner inner segment bit of just yeah. Greg myrmidons myrmidons, myrmidons, Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, come and uh, join the telethon. We will have a bunch of links out. We'll be doing some uh, live social media on that uh, day. So help us uh, raise some money for uh, DMD on the twenty eighth. Um, we also have Kippers two thousand eighteen. So that's happening in Nanaimo on October twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Um, we are not going to be running the event this year um, with. Me getting married and our event happening in September. I'm going down to Houston for Heresy Camp. There's only so much that I can do. So we're not going to be running that. But there is going to be a 30K event. Uh, so it's going to be a two-day event. It's $60. bucks. Um, there you have, there's going to be a bunch of prize support. Um, most of it is door prizes, which is awesome. Um, so I think we are going to be there. I know you're going to be there, Teo. I'm trying to make it work to come up but uh yeah definitely another local 30k event there's not many of those around so uh come on out to nanaimo enjoy yourself in nanaimo bar i'm sure there will be some late night activities hopefully not as crazy as last year i hope i don't that was great
0: gilbert got to meet all of us for the first time
1: (laughs) yes and i did not enjoy sunday (laughs) so i would like to have As much fun as last year on Saturday night, but have more fun on Sunday morning. Yes. That would be my goal. But, you know, second goal other than getting to the bar first. (laughs) Because that's always my goal at Kippers. Oh, yeah. Um, So we are also on Facebook at the Boys of the Golden Throne. And Instagram at the T 30 k And... John's also there, you know, if you want to see some miniature action and weightlifting and hashtag uh, just douchebag things, uh, you can check him out at Jonathan West and CK Studios. Oh, next weekend. I can't wait. Another weekend with Teo. (laughs) Hopefully I won't be sick. Uh, You'll be all right. Just rest up, champ. So we will... We will end this now so you can head to bed and get rest up for two days of airbrushing. And hopefully we can, maybe when we have uh, peeps over for dinner on Saturday night, we can just, like, set up a mic and have a quick record with Cat Caleb. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, stay tuned. So, it's hugs and kisses for me. And, Taya, I hope you feel better. I hope I feel better, too. All right. I'm going to go cuddle my cat.
0: <sighs> Meow. 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 <laughs> <laughs>